Plumber's Log 42069. Oh, brother, here we go again. Another Mario episode. This time you have me, Mario, an average plumber. And me, Luigi, another average plumber, as assistant. We're going to talk about some nonsense about life until the real show starts. And not really reference it at all. Why? Because why not? Alright, hello everyone, welcome to the Drinkin' Geek Out, I'm your host Dustin, with me is Seth. And my Pisano to my left is Keith. And I'm Keith, and to my, what, yeah, my left. My Pisano. My, uh, Pisano. He's a pale. He's and a- I'm here with my brothers, this is Pale, how you guys doing? How you doing? <laughs> How's your pizza doing in your pasta? <laughs> Laguini. <sighs> but I have extra thing of spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> Try uh, the fettuccine. My- the fettuccine is so good. <laughs> this is my backup pasta vajul. <laughs> Today's episode, we are not featuring spaghetti. However, we are featuring uh, Wise Acres Ananda, right? Anan- Ananda, right? Okay, cool, 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 cool. Amanda with an N. Yep, Amanda with an N. There we go. It is an IPA. Uh, But before we all do that, what have you guys been drinking lately? I've been drinking. One we used to drink back in the day, Saf, you'll probably remember where we first had Oberon. um, I was going to say Miller Chill. No, well, not that far (laughs) back, a little bit further than that. (laughs) Oh, Um, I think we were at Dickie's Wild Hair, which isn't too far from yep. my house, and we got like two pint glasses. With every purchase, you got to keep a pint glass, so we ended up getting two. And I really liked Oberon. I thought it was great back then. Um, now drinking it, it's pretty bland. Uh, but they just had a new variant come out called Mango Oberon. Oh. So they threw some mango in with it. And honestly, I can't find the mango in it. It's rather disappointing. But, um, it just maybe like we'll throw it on an episode one day. But Maybe. I mean, it's still kind of good. It still tastes like Oberon, but there's just a little tiny hint of mango. You were expecting more, especially when it's got mango in the name. But this Ananda is supposed to have a mango in it, so hopefully we can taste it. I hope so. So I know Pale and I have been drinking the same beer because it's one that Pale gave to me. <laughs> it is the Vanilla Cream Ale from Black Horse Brewery. Uh, it is a cream ale. With vanilla, a vanilla cream ale. Oh, that's pretty simple. <laughs> um, I know I enjoyed it. It tastes, it, it's like a basic cream ale, but the addition of vanilla really makes it quite delightful. And I checked it in at a 3.75, but I'm guessing Pale has more details because it's a beer that he purchased. Uh, yes, one I picked up on my Tennessee vacation that I've mentioned in the past. It's where he got this uh, one that we're drinking today, too. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so just real quick, uh, I looked it up on Untapped. It's a cream ale with vanilla, 4.8% ABV, 8 IBUs. Uh, Untapped shows 8,800 check-ins, uh, 3.57. The description says this light-bodied ale is bright and refreshing with subtle vanilla notes, 
a delicate hop aroma, and a slightly sweet finish. Great on its own are put a new take on the classic black and tan when mixed with our coal miners stout or coffee milk stout. Hmm. So I did not even think about doing a should have like, brought us those pale. Yeah. I know I should have. I still had it. I would pour in my black is beautiful from last oh, week from Summit City. Amazing. I still have one left. I'm going to do that. <laughs> Cause uh, you probably use the I brought, right? Yeah. I still have it. I still have it. Just for but anyways, just for reference uh, real quick, real quick. Uh, yeah. Eight IBUs is the Fox River Eight from Prison Brink. Yes. Oh, nice. The one we don't usually use often because we don't go that low. Right. Yeah, that's pretty low. <laughs> yeah, that's really low. Uh, I went a four out of five on that one. Uh, so pretty close to Saf. I I just enjoyed the the e- ease of the drink, if you will. It was just. A, a good ale to drink with a nice vanilla flavor. Um, and it, it did have a nice cream creaminess to it. Uh, so I, I enjoyed it a lot and I would recommend it. Yeah. It went down quick. It was like it, it two did. minute beer. It's like a two minute mile, but a two minute beer. <laughs> uh, what I've been drinking, uh, me and Allison went up to creatures of habit brewing company and Anderson. Um, what day was that? That was uh, a couple weeks ago. I think it was a week ago from us today, but for this recording, a couple weeks ago. I checked in 11 of their beers. Um, I mainly went up there because I wanted that peach beer that they had, but I'm glad I didn't because of yes. the recall on peaches. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and speaking of which, I had to throw away five gallons of my own beer because of that. Because I made a peaches and cream ale. Mm. Uh, but <sighs> overall... Nuts. They had some really nice beers, uh, just for a few of them, like Plant Nine, Two Dan, Good, Pina Colada, Kolsch, the Tomahawk, SM, Ampersand, SH, so like Smash, Orange, Pale Ale, Liberator, 42, Tuck This, Brick House, Meridian Medicine, Paramount, and the Triple D, or the Triple D. Uh, just to name a few of the the beers that were there, uh, I think averaged about a four. There were like three seventy five, four, and a couple like four twenty five. So it's not really bad. So if you guys have an opportunity to go to Anderson, uh, feel free. That was I, it was a nice place. In you know, the only brewery in Anderson, or one of the only breweries. I've in been Anderson. wanting out. I'm just not in that area. Yeah, it's much, too often, but much longer drive for you. I definitely has some some uh good stuff on there on tap that i want to try all right now to our beer beer as i uh, fucking spray over my keyboard god damn it <laughs> <laughs> oh well i'll survive we've got a pale special a wise acre brewing company a nand keith it is an IPA American, it is, the description says, malted and flaked wheat are used to bring body to this classic ale. A downright wasteful amount of Cascade and Centennial hops are used to give this beer its aromas of grapefruit rind, mango, and melon. A hoppy, pale, quaffable IPA. And it comes in at 6.2% ABV and 75 IBUs, which I think we have bingo balls. The number of balls in a standard bingo. Balls of bingo. That is a lot of head. That is a lot of head. 
Oh my god! <laughs> for my bingo balls, I poured this correctly. I poured this correctly. Dang, mine doesn't look like that. <laughs> Maybe I shook it. <laughs> I don't know. That's why I exploded all over your keyboard. It did. It did spread. Uh, just a little yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. I peed a little bit in each of these cans. <laughs> um, oh, so we got bruised brothers going. I pee a. I, I peed in this a little bit, and I was able to get the tabs back on uh, perfectly, so you wouldn't even notice. So I really, I really hope you get that note of uh, of uh, pale pee. Does it taste like? Yeah, when I smell it, I get a when when I smell it, I get a this ammonia scent. That's probably a scent of piss. Did I do it right? All right. Color of the beverage. Oh, wait, we got to do the can first. I'm, I'm all over the place. <laughs> A lot going on. Uh, yeah. It's psychedelic hops is what it looks like. Some green, yellow, oranges. I think they're supposed to be in shapes of hops, but it's kind of like a little kaleidoscope going on in the background. Yeah, it's, it looks like the, leaves. It, but yeah, oh yeah, it's supposed that, to be hops. Yeah, but they look like leaves. Because you don't ever see like a full hop there. You just see... That's true. The parts of the the hops, it's peacocky feather looking, mm-hmm. but yeah, darker so, colors. So much oh, peacock. Yeah. I don't know mm-hmm. if I want any of this. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah, it does. It's a little uh, legiony. Yes, there's a very psych- psychedelic mm-hmm. episode of that. Yeah, I definitely get the kaleidoscope feel because you get like the center of the kaleidoscope, and then you got the weird edges of the kaleidoscope that are a little more distinct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially with that circle that they have, like the double yeah. circle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a weird double circle. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah, I noticed it on the on the edge. Edge around yeah. Yeah. I didn't notice that before, how it like a big circle. Kind of like it's look at cool. it across your eyes and that's where you really see yeah. the <laughs> style. It's one of those three D image image paintings yeah. from the nineties. Yeah. Oh, it's a sailboat. It's a schooner, you stupid idiot. A schooner is a sailboat. <laughs> <laughs> I wish this beer was called Anaconda. That'd be cool. <laughs> I literally, when I had it pulled it out of my refrigerator or put it in my refrigerator, when Andrew gave it to me, I thought it was Amanda. I literally thought that <laughs> the beer was named. I thought Amanda. it was Amanda also. So when you said you had this beer, Anaconda, I was like, no, I don't. I just have an Amanda beer. Is that it? I have an Amanda beer. <laughs> oh shoot! When I cross my eyes, I see Ice Cube and J Lo and Owen Wilson. <laughs> wow anaconda if you didn't remember wow, wow. <laughs> oh and john voight's there too oh hey oh john voight can we just replace john voight with anybody please thank you <laughs> do you notice the uh wiseacre label it's like a little acorn with a crack in it or a lightning bolt i like yeah think, like nuts they're a little nutty maybe uh, kind of like a power ranger or lightning bolt Mm-hmm. Crack, cracked nuts. Go, go, Power Rangers. Oh, that's cool. Oh, hell, we should do a Power Ranger episode. I'll get my brother on. He knows all about it. Speaking of episodes, me and Pale need to do an Umbrella Academy episode. I've seen it. Oh, did you? Oh, there we go. Oh, nice. I haven't. You can leave it's, me out. It's worth the watch. Fuck it, tell you what. Watch. I watched it in a week. It is worth the watch. Dang. There's so many things I have to finish on Netflix. <laughs> it is. It's one of my favorite. Color- yeah. <clears throat> color of the beverage it's an orangish there's like definitely goldy orange hues 
Now, this is more like the Star Fox or Tails Tails that uh, Pale was seen earlier. Yeah. The light. Okay, so it's weird because I'm looking at the light and I see one color and I'm looking at my webcam and I'm seeing a different see color. See, uh, yeah, the one in your webcam is like dark, yeah. like amber cane yeah, colors. Very dark. But hold up, I really do think it's like five or six. Seven could be debatable, you know? Yeah, I think seven at the darkest. Yeah. In the darkest light. Yeah. Yeah, I like Star Fox. I'm fine with Star Fox. I think go one Star now. Fox is pretty, pretty close there. Hiya, hiya! This is annoying. Go barrel roll. Star Fox. Have you guys seen? I was going to send it to you. I found it on YouTube. Somebody found the decompressed audio from Star Fox 64. So it's an actual mm, like, video it. recording, and you can hear the voice actors like in when they're in a booth and actually talking. In studio, Abby sounds so different. Fox sounds different. Like it, you can actually hear it. It's not like it's coming through a command, you know, a little walkie-talkie like in the game, and it sounds so awesome hearing do a barrel roll and normal. <laughs> sounds good. Yeah, I'm not for it. Com- compressed down to sixteen bit or whatever. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's super citrusy. Yeah, super citrusy. Oh, I definitely get that. I barely had to do anything, and I smelled (laughs) it. Punch you right in the nose. Smelled like definitely the citrus. For sure. There's definitely some pine notes to it. Yeah, Yeah. I was going to say West Coast is what's jumping out to me right now. Yes. Bring it on, West Coast. (laughs) A little bit of honey as well. Yeah, the sweet. Bring it on, West Coast. <laughs> Just in case anybody at home is listening, I am giving the jerking off motion with my hands and his dick. <laughs> <laughs> I can say whatever enough. I want. They can't tell. They can't. It, 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 <laughs> may, it, it, it may or may not make the episode. You don't know. <laughs> exactly. You can edit me to say whatever you want me to say. Mm-hmm. I usually do. So, <laughs> why we have some listeners because Pale's completely edited out. So, <laughs> oh, he didn't laugh. He he was he mouthful. Moment. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, I, I was like, oh no, oh no, oh no. He's, I hurt his feelings. He's Wait, you guys are already taking sips? We're just <laughs> okay. I guess I am. Well, I just I saw you guys on the camera taking sips. I better catch well, up. That's Pale. He started, so I, I, I jumped in. I thought we were already going, moving on. We were still talking. Yeah, we were still making fun of Pale at that point. That's why I was trying to move on. I wanted to <laughs> say, oh, I'm just going to take a sip. Nobody's making fun of me. If I take a sip, then we'll move on. You automatically stop. <laughs> it doesn't taste exactly like I was smelling. It's more floral yeah. flavors. It definitely not, can taste the mango, not though. The citrusy. Mm-hmm. I definitely taste mango though, and this is the kind of flavor yeah. that I was anticipating in that Wango Tango beer that I talked about last episode. And I said, "Oh, I was really hoping it had mango." This is what I wanted. This is pretty good. It's got a little female perfume flavor. Oh Jesus! What did they say during the Gen Con episode? <laughs> oh, yeah, this is, yeah. we're just drinking women's perfume, <laughs> which I disagree. This is delicious. I like it, uh, but I do notice like flower petals or something. Yeah, a little bit on the back end. I can't help it. I prefer West Coast. So for perfume, I prefer perfume. 
It's uh, yep. got an orange peel aspect. It's like a there's like a little bit of like the fruity like pine saw mm-hmm. taste to it. So I mean, you get it's... an orange pine saw. You know, like you can get mm-hmm. uh, orange flavored pine saw. This is exactly what this is. Yeah, yeah. This is exactly that's what I'm getting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I could uh, toss this on like Keith's kitchen floor and mop it up. <laughs> mop up or his or his carpet. Yeah. Knocking it over here and <laughs> see how it cleans up. <laughs> see how it cleans up. <laughs> Maybe I'll make his carpet look a little bit nicer over here. Nice little pea stain. It, yeah. <laughs> Give it a nice little pale stain. So there. Yeah, leave a little here. You always think about me when you see it. He always thinks about you when he goes in his kitchen. So when it. I do. <laughs> I do. Table looks through the glass and like shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> All right, so there's 33,000 check-ins oh for my this beer. That's 49,928 check-ins, 33,000 rating. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a 3.65 average. Uh, we have, I have two friends, and there are people, one person that you have, one person may not, but I have a Kane Moyer who checked it in at a three, two, five. And then, uh, Bill Cruisinger, which we're a fan of the show. Uh, he gave it a three seventy five. Hmm. Anybody else got Mick beer? I, I have, uh, one friend, Tyler Selsing. I don't know how I'm oh, friends with him. Does anybody else friends with Tyler or he just likes me? He just likes you. He thinks you're cute. I guess. He's, he's a big fan I don't of know Keith. He is, but he's from Wisconsin Nice. and we are friends. Never spoke to him, but we were friends. And he gave it a 3.25 as well. He was in Tennessee when he had it. Did anybody mention uh, Mick Beer? I mentioned him, but I never got to his rating. Well, in uh, 2016, he gave it a 3.75. And then a year later, brought it down to three and a quarter. Hmm. I wonder what changed. So it's got a three and a half average. Yeah, he didn't say any comments. No, didn't say anything about it. Yeah, I've not, not seen, seen any uh, really good comments or anything. Just a bunch of check-ins mm-hmm. with no verbiage. One malty as hell. A Memphis malty? classic. Malty as hell. Sorry, Wiseacre, not a fan. He gave it a two. He also put the picture of his foot wearing sandals in next to it. So, oh. Sorry, Eric. You're dick. You are dick. <laughs> yeah, I see that picture now. Yep. I think it might be one of those beers that's not exciting enough to really, yeah, really put isn't. much thought in the description. Hit the craft beer fans in a way that it makes them want to speak out. Right. Yeah. Eliza it's- S. says, not a fan of the aftertaste, three and a half. Yeah, the aftertaste is something. Yeah, it is a little unique. That's where I'm getting the perfume flavor. It's the aftertaste. The upfront flavor and everything that I'm experiencing while actually... Consuming the beer is good. It's just the aftertaste is a little. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I found, I found one here. Uh, Doug H. says, easygoing IPA given the added wheat, a stepping stone to a West Coast IPA. And he gave it a four and a half. Gabe A. Hoppy without being overbearing. Subtly sweet. It's a 3.25 from Short Pump. Thanks for reading. And he gave it a 3.25 as I as he said. <laughs> oh, nice. 
I don't know what short pump is. He said floral hops, bitter finish, easy day drinker. So yeah, I'm getting a lot of the floral mm-hmm. from this. I don't know if I'd say it's easy to drink. I don't. <laughs> I wouldn't go there. Yeah, this isn't one I would want to play beer pong with or something. Where it's like <laughs> like downing it. I down it just to get rid of it faster. But <laughs> this is definitely my yeah. style, but it's not it's my not, style. So yeah, it's my style, but I still don't. Not a big fan. Um, but I checked it in, so I'm ready when you guys are. Oh shoot, I forgot I had to do that. Oh yeah, oh. that is the thing. So we're just gonna move on. Wait, we're on a beer podcast. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so to get us started, <laughs> I gave it a three point seven five. And in my comment, I wrote, West Coast, yes. Orange-flavored pine saw, nah. Because, I mean, that's really what I taste. Like, it's a bonus that it's a West Coast IPA. But really, kind of tastes like floor cleaner. Like, has that floor cleaner, like, imagination to it. It's not as, like, repulsive as if I just drank the floor cleaner, obviously. But there's just, I don't know, some aspects of it that could could improve. I don't I don't know, really what to add to make it better but it's it's not appealing I'm definitely not going back for this this isn't pulling me to Tennessee to have it no and as long as it's been around with like 50,000 check-ins almost Mm -hmm. it's been around for a long time they just never changed it like I think when people think craft beer like when it first started it's this is what comes to mind this west coast style hoppy yeah just throw a bunch of hops in there and we can make our own beer so with that, I guess I'll talk. Um, not <laughs> we're talking, so I'd let you continue. Yeah, I know. I was just going to finish, but um, not a huge fan of this at all. Uh, just the style in general with the West Coast. And even as Dustin just said, he enjoys the style, but definitely not. Um, it, I, I don't know. The flavor, it just, as you said, the bitter aftertaste, everything is just not going well at all. Floral notes, just yeah, all around. Not that great. I understand it being like their first like staple beer. I get it, but definitely not going to reach for this one again. So with that, I just I gave it a three. Whew. Uh, so, pale, you wait your turn. You just, I'll just I'll wait. You brought the beer. You wait. I'll I'll go last. I brought it because I'm going to blow your guys' brains out. I just, here comes the <laughs> here comes the five. <laughs> I bought it and I like it. I bought it. Five. I liked it. I went out of my way to get it. And <laughs> that's it. I'm wait, I'm going last. <laughs> I put it at a 3.5. Um I th- in in my check-in I said a little too close to pine saw. The, there's definitely too I liked the initial flavor. There's a good mangoey fruit flavor in the beer. Then it gets into a piney flavor, and then I'm left with a, like I bit a flower off of the stem. It's just straight up floral to me. So the the back end flavor really ruins it. But if I could sum it all together with all my opinions throughout the beer, it ends up being a three and a half because there's parts I like, but it's it leaves me wanting something else. And I went 3.5 as well. Um, just basically what Dustin said, 
West Coast style, yes, you know, two thumbs up, I'm good with that. But then you put in like that orange pine saw flavor. I feel like I've had a uh, like a dish soap that kind of tasted like this a little bit, or or I didn't taste the dish soap, but kind of reminds me of the dish soap. <laughs> yeah, it tasted the way that that's really smelled, that. right? <laughs> yeah. I'm not into eating. I'm, I'm not into eating or drinking dish soap. So um, I probably, I mean, I'm okay. Glad I tried it, I guess, but I'm not going to go back for it. So it's not nothing I would seek out ever again. I would be curious to see what else they have to offer. Right. Because I think there is something good here, mm-hmm. but I definitely, this isn't really yeah, I definitely said that I, this isn't going to pull me to go to that brewery, but the fact that it's a brewery that I've not been to is definitely enough to pull me to that brewery. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm not going to write them off. I'll definitely go check it out if I'm ever down there. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure they've come a long way since this one. Just seeing that many check-ins, it's like, okay, this yeah. was like, it's got to be one of their first staple ones, and there's such a it's following for it that they're not going to change anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 49,000, almost 50,000 check-ins. That's insane. So it's it's def- the brewery is probably worth going to. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure this is not even their best. I mean, this might be a staple, but maybe they have some rotational stuff that's like really, really good. They specialize in, uh, in stouts and they have to have an IPA on their menu because that's what people look yeah. for. And you yep. just happen yep. to grab that. We never know, you know. That's true. I would like to remind you that you can follow us on our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Drinkin' Geek Out. You can check out our website at www.drinkin'geekout.com for updates on our pod, our blog, and the colorful reference models and the Geek IV references are there so you can actually know what the heck we're talking about. If you like the show, please like, comment, and subscribe uh, to the podcast and the uh, social media pages as well. Uh, feel free to reach out to us via email, drinkinggeekout at gmail.com with any comments, questions, and concerns uh, regarding the podcast. We also have a Patreon if you want to get on there. It's patreon.com slash drinkinggeekout. Uh, there's a few levels of you know support that you can do, especially giving show notes, uh, topics, and you know things like that, and a couple bonus episodes. Uh, you can also you know purchase T-shirts and all that jazz from us from our Threadless shop, which is drinkingeekout.threadless.com. We have masks, uh, anything like that. If any of our shirts or masks uh, that are centered around COVID uh, get purchased, we also are donating that to the No Kids Hunger Foundation. Back to the show. So this, I believe, is the first episode of our spooky and scary month, right? First and last. <laughs> well, <laughs> we don't have a second one? <laughs> we did, but I put Mandalorian in that spot. Oh, yeah, that's right. So this, is- so this will come out in during Halloween times. And it's the Super Mario Spooky Show. And this one is going to be episode number seven of Mario Anniversary. The Super Mario Brothers Super Show, which is what we base this all off of, is a children's animated series conceived by Andy Hayward, producer at Deke 
Enterprises, we always called it Dick, of course, and Saban <laughs> Entertainment, distributed by Viacom Enterprises in the United States, airing from September 4th to December 1st, 1989. The series was based upon Nintendo Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers 2, and is the first of three television series to be based upon the Mario video game series. Each episode consisted of live action segments starring Lou Albano as Mario and Danny Wells as Luigi, alongside a special guest, either as themselves or a character for the segments. The remainder of the program was dedicated to an animated stories of Super Mario Brothers, starring the voices of Albano and Wells in their respective roles, alongside Jeannie Elias and John Stocker and Harvey Atkin, as I'm assuming the voices of Peach, Toad, and King Koopa. And I want to point out that the King Koopa in this is supposed to be like a representation of the President Koopa or whatever in the movie. It has no relation to Bowser still. Because he always looks like the first Mario Brothers mm-hmm. Koopa in the original Super Mario Brothers. And so it doesn't for, look like Bowser at all. Right, exactly. And for this episode, we focused on two episodes of the Super Show, which was episode... 14 and 34. It was uh, Count Cupula and Koopenstein, respectively. So before we start and get into it, did any of you guys watch this growing up, or was it just me? I did occasionally. I didn't see a ton of episodes, but I remember watching it as a child and the Legend of Zelda cartoon series that was kind of like in a block together. Yep. They showed that Uh, one on Friday was Legend of Zelda. Yeah. And that got super annoying. Excuse me princess excuse me princess <laughs> yeah it was nothing like the video game or at not least at not the later video games but no neither one of them really were and if you're interested in checking out our, our opinion other than what they just said about the link to the past or whatever zelda tv show we will be doing that next year for the 30 35th anniversary of zelda uh next year to uh 2021 <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to pick an episode or two of that to discuss next year. I'm sure oh, they're yeah. available. Yeah, I think they're on Netflix now. I I'm scared Mario to watch it because I've, I've, seen, <laughs> I've seen clips of the Zelda one. It, rougher yeah, than this, and this was rough. <laughs> yeah, I've never made it through a full Zelda episode. But yeah, we used to watch this. My brother is six years older than I am. We would always, I remember growing up watching this, and they'd show multiple reruns of this all the time it looks like it was only on for a couple of months but it feels like it was on for years i know there they redid it a, yes they did there like a super mario Brothers three for super yeah. mario world yeah super mario 3 did when that came out they did another season and then super mario world there's another season yeah. based on that so it's like every time a new game came out they did another season based more around that game yeah and i but know this is the original characters in here is based off Mario 2, which really wasn't <laughs> yeah, Doki Doki. I don't know what it was, Panic. but some type of Indian themed base um, game. And then they redid it for American audiences. I never knew that till like yeah. a couple of years ago when I did research on it. I'm like, oh my gosh, this game never really existed. It was supposed to be the something. Super Mario like 2 Bowser. in Japan is the lost levels here in America. Yes. And the one in America that is Super Mario 2 is Doki Doki Panic in Japan, which is nothing Mario related. They just skinned no. Mario over all the characters. Yeah. And, and that's why we have like Shy Guys and Mauser and all this. It's like they were never Birdo. Mario to begin with. Yeah. And Birdo, yeah. <laughs> so it's like we've been living a lie. 
<laughs> that's why I don't think they really brought a whole bunch of shy guys and Birdos really not. They kind of like wrote them off. I think. I don't, shy guy still appears out. occasionally. I know back when they did like Mario Tennis aces or whatever that Birdo was in that a lot and shy guys. Yeah. So anyway, a little tidbit. Talk about Count Cupola. Yep. So we Cupola. started with episode 14, Count Cupola. And this one aired September 27th, 1989. I was two years old. That was <laughs> three days after my third birthday. Happy birthday, Keith. Four oh, years thanks. old. Yeah, we missed it. <laughs> we missed it. This came out. Oct- this show is October. We missed it. <laughs> so Mario's group enter a castle in Turtlevania, where Koopa and his minions are all monsters. This episode's plot is based on the Count Dracula, and is the first to have been produced through a digital ink instead of a paint and cell animation. Hmm. I did not Which, know that. I, I guess I had, didn't compare it to any of the first 13 episodes, so I'm not sure what changed. Yeah. Apparently the animation. <laughs> I mean, I didn't watch yeah, any I did. other ones, so I barely watched this one. <laughs> <laughs> it was rough to get uh, through. So It was. It, I mean, it's meant for children, obviously. And then also the fact that things have changed so much in the past 30-plus years in the landscape of children's television that it's kind of hard to go back and watch this stuff, but it's still interesting uh, an interesting discussion I think can be had from it. Oh, for sure. I mean, it was great back then. I remember watching it and be like, that's from the video game. That's from this. This is so cool. Yeah. Now it's like, Oh, why am I watching it? I like the the live action animation at the mix that they did. Um, I thought that was neat. You don't see that often where you have like a live action plus like an animation storyline. Yeah. Now it's just straight to animation. It's just straight animation. It would have been better if the live action tied into the animation somehow. Yes. Because it like jumps from this live action segment about magic to Count Dracula, which has no correlation between the two. Yeah. It shows how the story leaps, how they go down the drain, and then end up in uh, Mar- Mushroom Kingdom. But the two stories don't tie in together yeah, at they, all. They, they never tied together well. Like, there's a live action segment later where there's a vampire in it, but it's not related to a Halloween themed episode. <laughs> yeah, why not put it in? The, <laughs> it's yeah. like, why it is this much live sense. action not matched up with this? And it was just so confusing. And the candle after during the live action segment. And they use so many sound effects from Mario. Like every time they step or move or anything, yeah. it's like a like a one up sound or a yeah. mushroom sound or like coin a coin sound. Like everything yeah. does not need a sound effect. Every little look or turn does not need an <laughs> added sound effect to it. That's true. Uh, <laughs> it was cool back then, though. I remember. So I don't want to knock it too much, but yeah, it was. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's hard to go back and watch it now. Especially, I didn't grow up (laughs) watching this. So going back to watch it, I'm like, wow. uh, Like, what the hell is this? this Is this really popular at all? Like, because it's kind of hard to watch. Yeah. The magician kind of reminded me of, like, what Dracula would look like if you're not familiar with Dracula. 
Yeah. You know, you mm-hmm. have like the magician's, you know, cloak with the popped collar and you're like, yeah, yeah I could see that as a connection kind of. But they never tie the two together at all in a way. No. Yeah. Just you, magic. Like, the whole time you're expecting it or waiting for it and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> so it starts with the theme song. And then I had my first gripe right away when yep. Mario touches a superstar and turns into fire Mario. That has been the biggest angry thing that my brother and i'd be like what the hell that is not superstar mario that is fire mario you don't get that by touching <laughs> why i think allison pointed that out to me she's like how the fuck does he have firepower <laughs> how do you fuck that up <laughs> you yeah don't. all you had to do is make him flash flash back and forth you you put yeah. together a team of people who've never played the video game and they yeah. they only know what little pinpoints of d- things that Mario does and then they just try to pile them all together. Oh, you yeah. get power-ups by doing this? Yeah, there's a firepower. Ooh, cool, let's do that. I mean, and back then there wasn't really a story out of Mario unless you read the booklet that came with the game because it's just, you jump into the first level and then you go. There's no story and now there's so much story implemented and built over time with Mario that you're like, yeah, this isn't Mario <laughs> going no. back and watching it. So as we said, the live action segment for this episode, Luigi's trying to practice his magic trick and says, well, I wish there was a magician and the guy just shows up. He tries to make a basketball disappear. He's got the wrong words that he's not saying correctly. (laughs) And then I like the real words, moose, moose. Moose, moose. moose. Yeah, fuck you, moose. It's silly. (laughs) (laughs) She was back there. So I'm going to go. He makes the basketball disappear, and then he's like, I'm sorry, Mario, that was your basketball. And he's like, no, it wasn't. That was your basketball. And then it goes to the car. <laughs> it's like, okay. Neat. And then they jump into the episode. And I noticed that uh, when it was on Netflix and watching it, that they put like the commercials in between after the cartoon show. So you watch all the cartoon show and don't see the like live action segment that happens in between. They kind of split yeah. them up a little bit, so... Normally you get like story in between, I think both of them, but now the commercial break, it's just, yeah. Then in the episode, they go to Turtlevania. There are like pasta sauce vampires or something. Yes. (laughs) They they stole my spaghetti. (laughs) Mario pulls out all these different (laughs) leftovers. Chinese take home boxes full of, Spaghetti. Italian food. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I thought the bat stole your spaghetti. This is my linguine. <laughs> this, this is my backup. This is my backup ravioli. No, where he's storing all that, but he's got them in his pants somewhere. So, a no- uh, thing I noticed while watching this episode is that I guess Toad's the real hero. Yeah. Of this series, every. Every time something happens, Toad's the one that gets them out of it somehow. Yeah, it turns into like Princess travels with them, and I never figured out why Toadstool was always traveling with them, and her hair was always different. That always bothered me, and then she turned into Peach. (laughs) But Toad was also different colors. He went from like a red mushroom hat to the traditional white and red, so he changed throughout the season as they went along. But yeah, Toad was like the smart mouth, but he was like the smart one. Luigi yeah. still the kind of scaredy cat in the cartoon, kind of a little bit, but 
and then Mario is just more like an idiot. And it's he's like, more like, and he's because he's chubbier. He's hungry all the time. Yeah. He always wants to eat pasta. <laughs> <laughs> and then Pe- and then Peach is just there or Toadstool and, and she's and there she's, yeah doesn't always do anything by Koopa yeah they just stand there and Koopa shows up and be like you pesky plumbers I'm like oh cool take her <laughs> we'll get her back in a few minutes <laughs> but yeah uh, but in his first always- episode Toad he helps them escape down the laundry chute then he has the idea to pour the pasta sauce on the floor where the uh, so the wear turtles slip on the pasta sauce then he finds the trap door that leads them to the escape which uh actually leads him to the torture room and then he has the idea for the garlic to use the garlic from the pasta to kill the vampires and escape that way and then nobody else does anything they're just like toad what do we do now that's all toad and i like how mario just pulls out garlic out of his back pocket like oh here's three (laughs) of them let's all eat this like what just eat garlic gloves of cloves of garlic and then if one of the turtles try to kiss you, you'll kill them. Like, exactly. <laughs> you breathe. And then he also has the best line. He says, you've been hitting the sauce again? Well, here's some more. <laughs> yeah, that that made me laugh. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. It's like, there's no way kids know what hitting the sauce means. But no way. I do. It's like he's it's holding it. Kind of silliness. It's just, I noticed with these, I know we're going to talk about one more episode, but with all of them, if you go through, they take like what was going on in modern culture. And they take it and put it into the Mario universe. Like there's a James Bond version. One, yes. Her Majesty's Secret Her Service. Majesty. We're going to have to, I think for the future, whatever we talk about, we should throw in this Mario. We have to, talk about that. <laughs> to the pop culture. I'm like, ugh. I saw there was like a Koopazilla or something. Yeah, on- Koopzilla. Yes, there's a Godzilla one. I might have to check that one out. There's it's- the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids one. Honey, uh-huh. I Shrunk the Koopas nice. or something like that. <laughs> And there's it's a like, RoboCop one. Yeah, I saw that one. It's just so ridiculous. And one thing I did mention, I, uh, Pale and I were talking about it. Saf, I don't know if you remember watching it, that they put in modern music when it originally aired on television. Like the music but was they very... Don't have the rights they put in, yeah, but they don't have the rights for it. And that's why going back, I'm like, wait, this doesn't sound right. This is not... Because yeah. they time it like perfect with the music. Um, and then they had to come up with their own to stick in there because it's that's yeah, unfortunate. Going back to the live action segment, Luigi makes Mario disappear and then reappear. The magician comes back and he says some weird words, and Mario randomly <laughs> comes back. It's the animated Mario head from cartoon that's like yes. keeps punching. <laughs> it like shows up and keeps ramming into him, into <laughs> Luigi. That's why I like, or I, I never understood, like, in the cartoon, Luigi was always more the, the scaredy cat weak one. And then in the live action segment, Luigi's like the leader and Mario. Yeah, he's the smart idiot. one. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. I like that they use the voices of the live action people yes. to end the cartoon. I never even real put that together uh, and, until watching it again. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad so they, they did. don't act anything like alike. Yeah, to me, that's the original voice of like Mario and Luigi. Luigi always sounded like that until the video games came out. And Mario guy does all his voice now. He's been doing it forever since Mario got a voice in Mario 64. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> if only they would have just had the live action tie in better with the animation. It would. Yeah. Could have been a better show. Make a little bit more sense. It would, yeah. It would just make more sense. Then the 
second episode we watched was the other spooky themed one, the Koopenstein, which is based on Frankenstein, Frankenstein, episode 34. It aired October 9th, 1989. Koopa tries to terrorize a mountain town with a robot monster, but winds up turning into a monster himself. This episode's plot is based upon the novel Frankenstein. I do not understand how that happened. <laughs> like, we were watching Just, it, and me and Allison were trying to figure out, how did he turn into the monster when he fell into the machine? It, it doesn't make any sense. Right, his brain, and came out looking like Frankenstein. And then he, he, like, he got kidnaps- a knock on the head, and he turns into normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he, he wants to kidnap the Mario brothers because they're so dumb. He needs both of their brains to put yeah. in this monster. And so he puts them to the machine and toad helps them escape or something. Of course. Bowser or Koopa gets knocked into the machine. Then he just becomes Koopenstein instead of like taking his brain into the monster. He just becomes the monster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, it- wait, so if, if Mario and Luigi, they would have become the, monster or they would have merged together to be form one monster <laughs> like how would it have worked if it worked out right <laughs> all these you're not things supposed to overthink anything especially with the animation this is the episode that drove me insane where mario ended up being on the big uh clock tower in the middle of the, yes. the town and then koopa comes up and he gets pecked in the it head by the cuckoo but then the next shot, he's down at the bottom in the cuckoo's way up at top. I'm like, why was he the same <laughs> size as that? I'm like, what the hell is happening? They always had little things like that in there that pissed me off. It's like nobody has drawn to scale and it's just it's all over the place. And it looks like the clock tower is in the middle of this town and then it cuts to it like falling down and it's in the middle of an empty field. Like, <laughs> why is it now over here in the middle of this cheese field by itself <laughs> when it used to be like the center of this town? Because <laughs> oh. it's like the Sw- it's the Swiss cheese mountains instead of the Swiss mountains. Yes. <laughs> every- all the mountains have holes in them. Oh, and then the mayor of this town, his voice, oh, it was so annoying. The oh God, it was there. like it was like a chipmunk, high, like sped up voice. It was, oh, it was horrible. I think they put most of the other toads all sound like that. But Toad does still sound like that in the video games. Where it's like, whoa, this is what Toad sounds like. So this, this voice actor deserves some credit for their. Uh, this toad voice because he never talked before the show yeah <laughs> so uh, the live action in this one was uh susanna ross mm-hmm. is that diana ross's daughter or something <laughs> i a parody of diana ross she was. comes in oh my god i need backup dancers yeah those two are yeah, i don't think people. she was i i think they didn't have the name diana ross so they just made up something ah. that sounded like it i don't think it was actually a person yeah but well, in the beginning wasn't. mario's Mario's like feeding a green yes. robotronic mouse dragon yeah. looking thing. Comes out the mouse dragon. I always wonder what the hell that thing was. And it never shows up again. It's like, what is this thing? It's it's really cool looking, like the the animatronics on it, but it's like a one second shot where he's like yeah, eating that, something that, and then I think it's in another episode. I forget which one, but he's in that and then on the other side of the stage, they have like the mop head guy with the hard hat that comes out. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. 
got like yeah, a I remember him. He always talks to him and they play chess with each other all the time. And <laughs> I don't know who he is, but they have all these goofy characters. I wish these characters would show up in the game somewhere. Yes. That would be nice. The magician and the, <laughs> the weird mouse robot. <laughs> Uh, then they cut to the, well, they did another theme song that leads into the actual sh- cartoon and Mario starts with a plumber's log, not into Star Trek, which I thought was awesome. Yeah. And that's why I did it in the intro. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, Toad's again, the hero, but not so much as in the first episode, he was still, uh, a pivotal part, but I think in this one, Mario like builds a robot. You know how in Frankenstein that yeah. the hero builds a robot and then it fights Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, it, it really felt like to me that Koopa beat himself. Yeah, yeah, he like falls off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> there really wasn't much to it. And he took the dive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the Mario's there to get the key to the city from the mayor toad person mm-hmm. and he's like does this key also work to the pizza the yeah the pizza shop or spaghetti shop <laughs> he said insert italian food here <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the episode they like give him a pizza and he's that's not a pizza give me the key to the pizza shop and i'll show you how to make a pizza <laughs> yeah, didn't they throw like sliced cheese on top of it or whatever yeah so why does this pizza have holes in it because it's made with Swiss cheese. <laughs> I think the best part of this episode uh, they, was when the two were dancing at the end. <laughs> oh my god, well, that, that was, was the greatest part of the episode. Yeah, the they, ending segment. They oh, dressed man. up as girls, and then they were dancing with Susanna Ross. When I, they're behind that curtain, changing their clothes... That goes on for like six minutes, I think. And it's just a curtain with a cartoon Mario head popping out of different sides. Back and, and forth and Mario yeah, sounds. Sound and and stop. Yeah. It is so long and it's nothing happening on screen except for like a curtain waving. It was rough. I'll tell you what. <laughs> hey, minimal budget back in the day, I guess. <laughs> right. And then, then they get on stage with Susanna Ross and they're just like, Another five minute scene of them dancing back up and they're just doing the same move over and over. (laughs) And then he just randomly stops. They fight at one point. They fight. Mario and Luigi kind of fight. Susanna Ross turns around and then they dance again for another five minutes. Yeah, it was was not enjoyable. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) There's no comedy happening. It's just her. Uh, lip syncing to the song and bad dancing. Yeah, but well, I guess it's just the, the song they're gonna play it all the way <laughs> the whole way Ugh. and uh, try to fill as much time as possible. But before they do that, they go, uh, "Here's a scene from next episode or next week's Legend of Zelda episode," and then they do a full episode of Legend of Zelda. It feels like. <laughs> Yes. It goes on forever, and it's every plot point from the next episode of Legend of Zelda. You're like, oh, I watched it. I'm good. Yeah, and it's always the same introduction. Yeah. And the segment, found- you're right, it shows the whole episode, but it's like the same five-minute intro. Like, 
the Triforce. If both pieces Link, are gathered, this is no, it's Triforce. There's three pieces. There's three pieces. It's a Triforce. It's not, not a duo both. for. <laughs> Ganon is just like Bowser, like I'm a pig. <laughs> I'll capture you, Princess. <laughs> it's so bad. That's that show was only thirteen yeah. episodes. I looked it up. Must not have been Zelda. Yeah, it must yeah, not so have been. That was that the good. thirteen weeks it was on air every Friday. So yeah, um, it must have been decided. Ah, we're not doing this shit again. <laughs> oh no, it was horrible. <laughs> but we are. Well, we're we doing. Will. <laughs> we will. We'll do it. Look up the like five minute compilation of Link going, Excuse me, princess. (laughs) (laughs) Every episode he says it like three times, and it's just every one of those and goes on forever. Because, uh, I guess in that universe, Link is like a angry teen. Because I don't, that's never how I pictured him. Yeah. Me, princess. Yeah. It's uh, bad, but I'm excited to watch them. <laughs> time. We have no issue watching bad shit. That's for sure. That's for, yeah. we only watched two episodes of this. We could easily watch a lot more. My favorite episode we was could... the uh Camelot episode. Of yes, Kupalot. I saw that on there. Yeah, where the golden plunger and uh yeah, the the pipe snake that he gets from Excalibur out of the the river. And yeah. And when he fights with Koopa in the castle, yeah, that was fun. We could do a rewatch podcast and watch one episode, <laughs> recap it yes. as they do with like the office or star Wars track or any of the, we'll do well, it all. you saw with we'll my picture. It. I have all the DVDs of this. I noticed my sister got it for me. And it's like, I've had it forever, and I watched my favorite episodes again. That's when I noticed they didn't put the popular music back in. I'm like, this is bullshit, and I stopped watching it. <laughs> now Netflix has them all. Yep. All right, let's start oh, it. We're doing really it now. Cool. You heard it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Every week we'll watch a new bad episode of Mario and drink beer and talk about it. Yes. My takeaways. Um, so, <laughs> Sorry, continue. I, I was just going to say one question left. Are you guys hooked on the brothers? The brothers? The brothers? The brothers? The brothers? <laughs> uh, I'm hooked for life. It's always been my show. I love it. That's how every episode ends. I'm hooked on yes. the brothers. Hooked on the brothers. Unfortunately, I'm not hooked on these brothers. <laughs> no fun. I'm sorry. My favorite part is through the Mario. I mean, we didn't even talk about that. It's like we're... Lou, whatever his name is, he's dancing on the mountains. Captain Lou. Back and forth. <laughs> do the Mario. Swing your hips oh, from side to side. Oh, do the Mario. <laughs> and it's to the Mario theme, and it's so ridiculous. It is really good. <laughs> but him, I could just see him like dancing in front of a screen, like, all right, swing your arms and just do this. Because he's not an actor at all, you can tell, because he's a professional wrestler. But it's just... I don't even remember him in the wrestling ring, but it just it's hilarious because he's so bad acting. But he's got the, the Mario type voice, that Brooklyn accent. Yeah. yeah, just it worked well at the time for it. He's definitely the good choice for this show. He fits perfectly in the uh the what they're trying to market to, I guess. Yeah. But man, is this show wild. No, oh, all over the place. 
And that's probably why it uh, clearly it didn't last because I don't think there was an international audience because they had so much of the Mario 2 in it, which never yeah. made it to Japan. So it's, right. it, it was just too crazy, I think, to last. I like how they implemented a lot of the music from Mario. Mm-hmm. I guess they still had the rights to that because that shows up in the Netflix episodes. Yep. But like any of the other popular music, they replaced. Yeah. I have to look it up. I forget when it originally aired and what, um, not when, but what channel. Like, was this a CBS yeah. type thing? Like, would everybody have access to it? Or was this like the introduction of cable back in the in 89, 90? I forget. I think Deke it, it wasn't Deke is like a Canadian studio. Yeah. That's what the C stands for in Deke. Uh, and it was on like Sunday morning or Saturday morning cartoons. And I was never, I was, I had to be sick or something to be awake that early to actually watch it. So I've only <laughs> seen a handful of them because I was, yeah. I would sleep in till noon on the weekends. <laughs> I say my dad was into but video I, editing. So we had a VCR and a bunch of blank tapes. So we would record them off television all the time. The original pirating. <laughs> throw in a blank VCR tape and push record <laughs> record all your favorite movies. So a little bit with of, all those retro commercials, a little bit of information about oh, yes. Lou Albano. Captain Lou was a professional wrestler who worked with Andre winner the of Giant. the captain winner of the captain award. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> from a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. He was a manager as well. He's known for working with Hillbilly Bill and Hillbilly Jim and Andre the Giant. Not really that yeah. impressive. Wow. But he's 350 pounds. Damn. Wow. He didn't move very well. Big boy. <laughs> he didn't look that big. <laughs> he's like an average American at this point. <laughs> yeah, now it is. Looks <laughs> <laughs> like the average American now. 350. <laughs> He's a big boy, though, looking at these wrestling pictures. Oh, I didn't do my quote. Uh, so they fall off the cliff at the end of the episode, and Toad says, talk about taking a dive. That was my <laughs> quote of the episode. <laughs> Here I am trying to get over this episode. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure we had we had the full hour. So <laughs> i got to give you, you gotta throw in the Toad corny joke, because this show is filled with them. So. Yeah. All right, my takeaway this episode is I will not be watching any more of these. <laughs> what? I thought we were doing a weekly series. We're going to have to. It's 52 episodes. <laughs> we got two down. All right. My, my, my takeaway is I will be re-watching all of these. <laughs> we definitely got to watch Koopa Claus for the Christmas episode. Oh, yes, we do. This could be one I think we should watch live, maybe through Discord like this, because we could share oh, like yes. a Netflix screen. And we could just be drunk and just trash these episodes, and it would be great. I mean, that's how I watched the first two. <laughs> yeah. Drunk. I, f- I fell asleep through the second one. I know you said uh, Dr. Koopa was a tr- nutty, and I thought you were talking about <laughs> Nutty <laughs> Professor <laughs> episode that I missed. <laughs> yeah, it was insane. I, I was like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, they are all off the wall. 
perfect. I like for it. Sure. <sighs> but that'll do it for this week. So Wait, I have takeaways. Until... Wait, you have a takeaway? Go tell me your takeaway. I have a takeaway. You've been quiet for like 20 minutes. So. I was I was closing out the show. Didn't you know? <laughs> What's your takeaway? Give me 60 seconds here. Go. Uh, 60 seconds for Dale's takeaways. Uh, okay, so I see um, like a uh, Robo Robo Koopa. Um, a Koopa meets or Mario meets Koopazilla. And then uh, there's a Adventures of Sherlock Mario. Um, so I, I'll probably go back and just rewatch like things that kind of like uh, spiked my interest yeah, a little that bit. You recognize? I mean, I'm I, I'm like I'm good with it being like a terrible, nothing good to watch show, but that's kind of uh, the the appeal mm-hmm. at this point. So I'll probably watch maybe th- three or four more episodes. Nice. So, right. We got, so we got my sixty seconds. We got, we got to watch the Bond one for Bond Month coming up yeah, next month. Out. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Dustin, you're not getting out this easy. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Uh, I mean, it ties together our yearly theme and our next month's theme. That's mm-hmm. true. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Let's do it. So until next month, drink, drink up, up, drink, and, up, and geek, geek out, out. out. Nailed it. Oh, uh, somebody call Nicole Byer because we just nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll, I'll text her right now let her know. <laughs> I don't. Me, Luigi. <laughs> Mario. Now with these live action Luigi. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Hey, Mario. <laughs> yeah. Yes, oh, yes. But I'm a Mario. <laughs> uh, I know a magic trick. Moose, moose, moose. Moose, moose, moose. You're saying it all wrong. <laughs> <laughs>